This is Wicked Thoughts. I'm Flair Castro. Hi everyone, I hope you're doing well today. So our topic for episode 4 is going to be about professional and personal boundaries. Now, this topic is quite close to my heart because I've been recently experiencing some sort of, I would say, attack to my boundaries. Now, I just got reminded about this, that um, I've actually improved myself in terms of setting professional and personal boundaries in the past couple of years. Um, so I said that I got reminded about this is because we recently have a client or an engagement wherein they kept pushing for requirements that are definitely beyond scope. So internally in third team, we have a process for doing content production. Of course, we've always had that um, ever since we've run the agency and have worked with several employees. Now, when we do production, we have a set guideline into doing this so that um, we can do proper project management, we can do quality assurance for the updates or the posts that we create. Now, we've been requested or bombarded with requests about doing real-time updates. Now, I have nothing against real-time updates. If it's something relevant or useful to your industry and how you work, then definitely it's something that you have to consider. But knowing that our current engagement was only limited to this certain scope, um, I had to push back with the client, you know, because um, one thing is that I didn't want to um, push my team, which is beyond the scope of a certain project. And also because it would definitely affect our time and resource um, put into projects so we don't want to be unfair to you know other clients especially that we are running multiple projects in the agency so yes i've experienced this situation in the last 15 years and i say 15 years because i've spent a couple of years being employed um, so yes, I have worked in the corporate setting too. I know how this happens, wherein um, clients would request you to do um, work that's beyond scope or I would say employer. So I meant employer. So an employer would request you to do overtime, for example. They would say, okay, um, I need you to do this. Um, I need you for another couple of hours inside the office so maybe you can do that because you are paid to do it you know given overtime pay but then sometimes it spills over so you're already at home you're trying to relax and yet um, your employee is still calling you up because of a certain error in a project or something that needs your urgent attention so yes it has happened even right now while running an agency you would experience something like that now I think especially when you are new to the industry or when you're new to freelancing and servicing clients, you would say yes to it. You say yes because you want to go over and beyond the scope and because you aim to please. You want to please your customer. You want them to stay with you as their provider. But sometimes when you go beyond the scope, 
Um, yes, it shows that you are dedicated, you are loyal, but you have to also think that it would affect you as a professional. So how does it affect you as a pro- professional? Well, it would cause mental health concerns. Yeah, it's true. It would cause mental health concerns. So why? Well, if you were like me, I've been like that in years that I've been running 30 media. So in 30 media, we've been running for almost 10 years. Actually, our anniversary is this September of 2020. So within that span of 10 years, I have been a proprietor that says yes to requests from clients. Um, even if it's beyond scope, I tell them, okay, let's do that. Um, let's do one more post. Let's create one more poster. Um, let's publish one more update. And I put that pressure back to the teammates that I have. So I tell them, okay, the, the client requested this. We have to aim to please. And so the pressure is transferred from me to my team. And it has affected me a lot because it has affected my employees you know so what happens is that if i push if i don't push back if i say yes sir yes ma'am to every single request what would happen right so the pressure is on my team to deliver the pressure is on them to produce it even if it's beyond their office hours even if they're Um, not on the clock anymore I would request that from them because I believe that the client is always right and I think this has always been a mentality of micro entrepreneurs we always believe that the client is always right and yeah so here we are we aim to please but in the past couple of years I realized that this has caused mental health concerns for me Right? So you won't be able to sleep at night knowing that a client has requested something and you were not able to go beyond the scope. So you would think, oh my gosh, I have to do this for client A because they've been a long-term client. They're requesting something, so I have to deliver it. Or else, they would go to another provider. They would um, fire us and find another agency. So that has been anxiety-inducing knowing that I have not delivered So, since it's, it has been haunting me in the few years that I've been running the agency, in the last couple of years, um, it has caused exhaustion on my part. Because when you aim to please everyone, you please no one, right? And uh, I just recently realized that. And I think it is something that professionals right now, especially if you're starting up, it's something that you have to realize early on that if you don't put boundaries in your professional and your personal life it is going to exhaust you people will always find ways to test your limits they would find ways to go beyond or over your boundaries they're gonna say can you do this extra thing for me can you do one more hour can you put together this one even if it's beyond the scope of your work and i believe for every professional in order for us to have better mental health in order for us to professionally deliver the products and services that we promise to give to our own clients to our own customers 
we ourselves have to take care of our mental health and it starts with putting a professional or personal boundaries so the question is how do you do that how do you learn to respect your own time as a professional and how do you manage it better so for this episode i have seven tips so these seven tips are things that i've learned across the years and i hope these tips are going to help you protect your own time so let's start so first tip i have is set contracts right write down contracts send it to your client and have them sign it why that's very basic they say that if you respect someone if you respect their time create a contract have them agree to it have them sign it and stick to that contract now this will save you a hassle early on because expect that later in your engagement they would request something beyond what they signed it will always happen that way this is especially true if you are working with msmes or fellow micro entrepreneurs because these micro entrepreneurs would think that okay i am doing these for my clients why can't you as my service provider do this for me they would think that way and even i myself am guilty of this you know like um expecting or requesting features that are not within the set contract because you believe that okay um they need the money they will probably deliver right but it's really not the case if you want to protect your time you really have to set contracts now imagine if you don't have one and then they request for something beyond what you agreed on i think in the philippines we're just used to having like a gentleman's agreement i'm sure you've heard that right so they say that if you have the gentleman's agreement you just agree on things and just based on the handshake you're on you have a um, an engagement you can proceed with the work and all that but if you really really respect a person and their time you have to set their contract so this is not about you not trusting them this is not about them not trusting you that's why there are contracts but it's actually the opposite it's actually saying that hey i trust you and i trust that we respect each other's time that's why we are going to have this contract and we're going to sign it and then we'll start working together okay so that's tip number one set contracts now the second tip to protect your time is set your availability for calls and emails yes you have to set your availability for calls for emails for zoom conferences for webinars you have to manage your calendar well now what's the benefit for this well of course if you have an availability then they will know how to respect it they're gonna know how to look at your calendar and ask you if you're available because you're not available 24 7 that's going to be impossible how are you going to sleep with that right how are you going to have your family time or your me time your personal downtime 
You're not gonna have that at all if you expect to be called 24-7. Now, I'm guilty of this because during the start of the quarantine, which was March, um, and because of the certain volume of changes with how we work, I've been always online, like almost 24-7. I barely sleep. But now I've learned to um, work around the, the, my calendar, you know, put some availability. So if you would look at my Google Calendar right now, I put my availability at 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. So yes, it's 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. because that is mid-shift and that's how we work at 13. We believe that that is the optimal time when people are actually active online, they're engaging on social media, so we want to be there for the action. And for us, it makes sense also as a business because it gives you the time to service your clients, but at the same time to create and produce the content that we need to. But if you don't set your availability for calls and emails, you're going to have meetings all around the clock, even while you're sleeping. I've had requests for calls. I've had requests for meetings, um, let's say during business hours in the morning, which is like 8 to um, 11 a.m. And I would push back to them. I would tell them, um, hey, can can you set another time or are you available in this certain schedule? Because um, I don't usually explain to them that I'm mid-shift. I just tell them I'm not available for it. That's it. Set your availability so that you have your own block time for other things aside from calls and emails. Now, the third item, the third tip in order to protect your time is to create agreements. So this is definitely similar to tip number one, which is setting contracts. Um, If you don't believe in contracts or if it's too formal for you, you just create agreements like you agree on something right maybe you can ask uh let's say if you're working with a partner for a project and then you're gonna say okay my availability for this is that i can set an hour a week for um for working on the project so if you create an agreement of being in the loop for an hour a week then stick to that and you know Remind them that that's the thing that you agreed on. I remember that I have a a project and then they kept pushing for like 35 hours a week, I guess. And I was surprised with the agreement because when they wrote that down, the initial agreement that I had with the boss was that I check in only 10 hours a week. But then when I looked at the contract, um, it actually changed. It became like 35 hours. So that surprised me. And I had to go back and tell the the boss that, hey, we actually agreed on this set number of hours. So I had to remind him about it. Okay. So in your case, yes, please do create agreements. This would help you agree on certain items later on if it's, um, if it's going to cause trouble down the road. And remind them of the, your agreement, right? Always remind them of what you initially agreed on, and that would help you a lot. Alright, so item number four on how to protect your time, it's to push back on requests beyond scope. Going back to number one, 
you already have a contract. Or number three, you already have an agreement. So for number four, pushback on requests that are beyond scope. Okay? So let's say you agreed with the client. You had an agreement that you will create one content per day. Now what if they say something like, Okay, can you post this for me today? I want it done now. <laughs> what would you say? Of course, if you are a newbie employee or if you are first timer in the industry i think what you would do is to just say yes right so relieve yourself of the headache just do the work and then tell the client it's done everyone's happy but imagine if they continually do that right every single day or every single week they're going to have an impromptu request or an instant request now, this is your time to flex your pushback muscles. <laughs> I call it a pushback muscle because uh, you really do need to push back on requests that are beyond scope. So, how do you push back? Perhaps you could tell them, okay, um, I think we agreed on just creating one post per week. Right? Or, if you're not comfortable with pushing back, you can always take a look at number five. So the tip number five is to renegotiate and readjust. So assess your number one and your number three. If your contracts are not working, if your agreements are not working, then maybe it's time to renegotiate and readjust. So let's say that the client only has this certain budget for an engagement. And within the time when you were delivering the service, they say, okay, you do this, but I need more. So what would you do? Well, you can always renegotiate. You can tell them, okay, um, I can do that for you, but we have to change the contract. So it seems like this package is not for you anymore. Maybe we can change you up to this contract, which gives you this and this and this and that, right? So show them the value of moving up to a higher tier of your service. Or perhaps if they can't afford your higher tier, you can tell them that they need to renegotiate. So if they prefer... You know, impromptu request, maybe you can remove the daily limit. You can just say, okay, let's do real time, but, you know, there has to be a quota. Or you give them um, a timeline. So let's say if they send their request today, they're going to receive the final item within, let's say, 24 hours. Or if they do want it to be posted today, you can say, Okay, um, we received this request two hours before our end of shift. So it means we have to do this tomorrow. So always renegotiate and take a look at your contracts and your agreement again. And from there, you can readjust your offer. And this is to keep everyone happy, you know. So if the contract is not working for them, um, adjust it 
and see where everyone is happy, where the client is satisfied with your delivery or where you are satisfied with your delivery and find a way to compromise. Of course, within the scope and within the budget that they have. Okay. Now, for item number six, how to protect your time. So item number six is put a premium on requests beyond contract. So usually we already know in 13 if a, a request is beyond contract because we add it on a contract as add-ons. So um, on the contract, there are notes. Okay. So on the notes, it would say if you need requests beyond office hours, this is how much we're going to charge. If you're going to ask for an extra item, an extra graphic, an extra post, an extra ad, this is how much you're going to pay. And sometimes we put a premium on requests beyond contract because these are items that are usually in an emergency status. So meaning they need it as a, they need it done now. Um, if they request for something like that, then we do put a premium if it's beyond contract. And we do this, we do it this way so that they can also think again if it's really something urgent. So sometimes it's not really urgent, you know, they just tag it as urgent, but it's just important, but doesn't mean that it has to be done today, right? Yeah. So those are the things that you should con consider when um, working on requests. If it's beyond your contract, put a premium on those requests. It saves you time. It saves you resource. But if it goes beyond that, then it's a win-win for you. Because as a service provider, you get more income for premium request. And if it's for the client's end, they have the option to avail of a more premium add-on to your service. Alright. So to wrap it up, I have item number seven, which is tip in order to protect your time. So number seven is learn to say no. So I put this at the end because this is quite hard to do. And I know a lot of professionals are struggling with this because again, usually what happens is that we want to please the client as much as we can. But there are also benefits to saying no. Learning to say no would save your sanity. It will give you uh, more time and flexibility with your schedule. But it also protects your mental health. And it is not just you. Especially if you're working with employees or teammates. Um, it lets them respect you because you know how to push back. And to say no to client requests that are beyond the agreement. Okay, a lot of reasons why you should say no is also to train your the people around you to respect your time, right? And to respect the contract because it's there. It's there to symbolize that you both respect each other that much, 
right? So learn to say no. I know, again, this is quite a challenge for us as business owners, as entrepreneurs. We don't want to lose the contract. We don't want to lose the engagement. So what we do is we say yes to everything, just like what I did before. I was a yes ma'am. I was a yes sir person. So I just say yes. Can I? Can we ask the? Can we uh, request for an, uh, this extra update? I say yes. Can we request an extra post? Yes. Can we request for an extra graphic? Can we do it this way, that way? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. But it's cost me a lot in terms of my mental health. So, in my end, I have learned to say no, and I hope it does for you too. I hope you will also learn to say no and to push back. So, why is it beneficial for us to say no as leaders? Well, of course, the reason is that you have to teach people to respect your time. Because if you don't respect your own time, how are they going to respect yours, right? And the reason you need to do this is, number one, you need to be a happier leader. You need to be a happier boss, a happier employee, or a happier service provider, provider all in all. And being happy means you become more productive, you become more efficient, and you'll be able to do your job well. Isn't that what our clients want, right? Isn't that what our, what our employers want? A happier employee, a more productive, and a more efficient provider or a partner. So learn to respect your own time so that others will respect you too. Now remember that we are only at 24 hours a day so if we don't put boundaries in our time we will be working 24 7. okay so again the seven tips to protect your time are the following first set contracts second set your availability for calls and emails third create agreements fourth push back on requests beyond scope fifth renegotiate and readjust six put a premium on requests beyond contract and seven, most of all, learn to say no. So when I posted this, one of my friends actually commented. And then he said that he learned this the hard way. But now, since he is a more senior employee, he learned to say no. So whenever he punches out of the office, um, he does not give any any concern about his work so whenever his manager he said that whenever his manager pms him on facebook or gives him a call about work um, he resolves it by saying that he already checked out and then he can't bill while he is outside the office right so i guess that's how he learned to push back because of years of working right you gain experience and you also gain the confidence in saying no <laughs> And another one said that, yes, he agrees with all the things that I mentioned, the seven tips. And he also learned it the hard way. He's now pushing back on requests. And the funny thing about he said was that if I spend time on tasks for you, I bill you. If I think about you, I bill you. If I dream about you, guess what? I bill you too. <laughs> That's actually funny, right? So he said that customers are now scared in giving him problems because they know that they're going to get billed even while he's dreaming. <laughs> That's brutal. 
actually really funny and effective for him, I guess. So, another comment that I had is that it was taken against her. She said that pushing back was taken against her a couple of times and that's why she left, right? So, there are also situations wherein you do all these seven tips but then clients would take that against you. So, for me, um, I would rather lose them than lose my mind. You know, would you rather have a crazy service provider? You wouldn't for sure. So that's why let your employees, let your service providers, let your partners keep their mind by giving them their time, by respecting their time. And I actually had a very interesting question um, for this list of seven tips. So he asked, what would you do? Or how would you do items four and six? So he was asking, how do you push back on request? And how do you put a premium on request beyond contract? So my response for that is um, to go back to number one, right? Go back to your contract, go back to your agreement and remind them um, of the scope of work. But then I agree with what he said. Like sometimes there are situations wherein they really say, okay, this is beyond the contract. This is beyond scope. Um, but they can't really push back. So I would say that would be, I would say impossible because you can always renegotiate and readjust. That's item number, well, five, right? So you can always renegotiate and readjust. So you would say, okay, I know you requested this. Um, it's beyond scope. So I'm going to bill you extra for that. But if they say no, um, I want this done now, you know? So, yeah, you can you can say that, okay, let's go ahead, let's do that. Um, we're going to create the task for you, but this is going to cost extra. So, if they say, okay, I can't afford that, then you stick to your contract. But if they say, okay, I agree with that, um, I'm willing to pay, so please do it, then of course, you go ahead and um, execute on the task, right? So, again, this is a very interesting topic and I've, I've uh, received several fe- feedback about it. They do agree with, with this and it's good to know that the tips are helpful for those who are looking to save their sanity and save their time. Because all of us, we do want the time for ourselves, right? We want the time for our family, we want the time for... Um, leisure because that is the way for us to increase um, the happy hormones in our bodies so please please if people are giving you the hint that they want to protect their time they want to put boundaries in their professional and personal relationship then let them we want to keep them happy we want to keep them satisfied and it's a win-win for all of us So that was our episode for the week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe to us on Facebook at Third Team Media or on flarecastro.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Just search for Third Team Media or Flair Castro. For more fun news and discussion, you can check out our site at thirdteam.org. 
Bye for now. I'm Flair Castro, and thanks for listening to Wicked Thoughts.